Dollars and Cents with Hapo Community Credit Union helps empower our listeners to achieve financial success while living for today and planning for tomorrow. This podcast focuses on financial education, community support, fraud prevention, real-life stories of financial transformation, and much more. Hapo Community Credit Union serves Washington and Oregon with over 18 locations. Bank on more when you bank with us. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Dollars and Cents, Hapo Community Credit Union's financial literacy podcast. Today in the studio with me, I have Jennifer Gately. She's the vice president of card services here at Hapo Community Credit Union. Jen, welcome. Thanks, Scott. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So we've done a conversation on this podcast about cards before, um, but we wanted to bring you in today to to kind of re-up this and talk a little bit more about the different types of cards that are out there, the different technology that comes along with cards, uh, the updates, how people get into it, the, the vast array of conversations. So start with uh, giving us a, a quick rundown of what type of cards do we have? What are out there that people might not know about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the most exciting thing about cards is that there are so many different options for everybody. So Hapo offers a vast array of card options so we can meet everyone's needs. So I think it depends on what kind of a spender you are. If you pay off your card every month, you definitely want to use something with rewards. We have a cashback reward where we give 2% cash back on every transactions, no caps. It's amazing. That's the card that I personally use. Uh, we also have a low rate card. So if you have to carry a balance, you are getting the lowest rate that Hapo offers and you can make those payments every month comfortably. Um, so obviously your rewards card is going to come with a slightly higher uh, interest rate on it because giving back as much as, as people tend to get back on those uh, it runs a big, bit of a risk, but it does change based on how you use your card. So if you're not going to carry a balance, that interest rate won't be a big of a deal to you, correct? Correct. You really want to look at your own personal habits and what is most important to you and how your budget works. So if you are a mix, you carry a balance, and you can transact on a card and pay that card off every month, have two cards. Um, a lot of people at Hapo have two cards where they have a low rate or a HELOC that you could advance off of for home repairs. Uh, it's tied to the equity in your home. The payments are a little lower because the balances tend to be a little bit higher. Also, with the collateral that comes on the home itself, using that, mostly people, from what I recall, use those for major projects, updates, big expenditures that are going to uh, hit a much lower interest rate, like you said, but allow you to draw off of that equity without reaching into your into your bank account, your savings accounts, to, uh, to go, say, remodel the bathroom or the kitchen. Yeah, absolutely. We offer a number of different options, including a signature card, where we waive the international fee for transactions done in a foreign country. Um, it comes with multiple perks, Visa signature products where they offer concierge services and hotel options tailored just specifically to those cardholders. I know me personally, I have a rewards card that is very similar. It is the uh, for travel points and everything else. I use it when booking my hotels and everything on, on my vacations. Um, and I, that's my personal choice because I like to do a lot of traveling. Yeah, I think knowing what suits your lifestyle best is the key to coming into the branch and getting a card and knowing 
what's available to you so you can get the card that best fits your lifestyle. And that makes a lot of sense because these are really kind of like a lifestyle tool. It's not immediate because we're talking about credit. We're not talking about a debit card where it's pulling directly from your savings. We're talking about credit. So carrying a balance uh, and just being able to have that flexibility and knowing that you can pay off on a monthly uh, or even a transactional basis. I know a number of people who will use their card and then immediately make that payment, that transfer over. Um, how often do you see the different types of people using their cards differently? So I think uh, you brought up a really good point, Scott, about it being a credit card. And it does affect your credit and can affect your credit score based on the balance that you're carrying. So capacity is the, the largest factor in determining your credit score. It weighs about 30% of that score range. And you want to make sure that you're keeping your card balance below 50% of your available limit. Um, so whether that's making the payment, you know, every time you make a transaction, you can pay it off monthly, um, you can pay it off twice a month, bi-weekly. And of course, I know that one of the other major factors in a credit score is making those on-time payments, not just the balance, but being able to pay it off regularly. So proper use of a credit card is actually probably going to help your credit score in the long run. It absolutely is. We do offer automatic payment options. I tend to watch my credit card balance and I'll make a large payment and I have auto pay set up. So in case I have a month where it's crazy and I forget, like during the holidays, I can just rely on my automatic payment to do that for me. So I never miss that payment and keep my credit score uh, where I want it to be. Which is another one of those fantastic features that you can get because I know I like to think that I'm going to remember to make my payments every time. And then my wife will be like, hey, did you did you pay your card off? And I was like, I totally did. And then I'll go make the payment um, and never let her be the wiser. Um, but they get paid on time. Uh, <laughs> but that automatic payment feature would save a lot of headaches for anybody out there that may be more like me and a little bit more scatterbrained at times. Uh, to go through and be able to make that. As far as features go, just on the last episode, I was chatting with Jeremy about advances in digital technology and how that impacts banking. And he brought up digital wallets. What can you tell us about those? Digital wallets have evolved immensely over the last five years. It's crazy um, to see just the evolution of cards in general to from a Megstripe card to a chip card to the contactless tap, which everyone fell in love with during COVID. Of course. And um, now we are pushing this digital wallet, uh, which is amazing. How many times have you left your house and forgotten your wallet? And you need to get a coffee. You need to um, stop and pick up a loaf of bread. Almost everywhere takes the Apple Pay, Samsung Pay, Google Pay. Now where you can just bring in your phone or your watch and tap Jeremy was telling us a, a quick story about how he actually had uh, gone into a business, realized he left his wallet in his car, but had his Apple watch on him and so was able to pay with his watch without having to worry about, oh, uh, my bad, let me leave all my stuff here at the counter, run out, get my, get my wallet, come back in and then pay. He was like, just the, the ease of that, that convenience made, made a big difference is just don't have to feel silly necessarily for having left it in your car or interrupt everybody else's day so that they can wait on you so you can go grab your, your wallet and come back. I think uh, nobody leaves their house without their phone, right? Absolutely, uh, yeah. 
always having that device on you where you can make a purchase at any time. I think one of the other unique features about digital wallets is that you can have multiple cards in your wallet. So if you have a credit card and a debit card and maybe your travel rewards card, Scott, you want to put that in all in your wallet, you can assign a default card. Pick and choose which one's going to be best for this particular thing. Like I don't need to worry so much about the $6 coffee going on a particular card. But if I'm going to go pick up a new TV, perhaps I want to put that one on my rewards card for certain to make sure that I'm getting all the points possible out of that purchase. Absolutely. Um, There are so many advancements also in online shopping where you have uh, the Apple Pays or uh, PayPal right in the application that you're purchasing you're good. So for uh, any kind of holiday shopping coming up or just that ease of trying to not have to input your information, being able to buy uh, that new coffee pot with one click is fascinating and amazing. And I think everyone is looking for that convenience. And it's also going through an extra layer of security through, say, a corporation like Apple being part of the transaction themselves. It absolutely is. So anytime a digital wallet is used, it creates a one-time token. So if anyone remembers several years back where um, some local retailers had merchant breaches where you had to get a brand new card issued because some data was leaked, that's not happening anymore because on the digital wallets, you're getting that safe token transaction So the merchant doesn't have your card number, but they do have a method of tracking it all the way back. So the payment is coming off of, or the payment for your purchase is coming from your card, but because it's going through a third party, they're, uh, what's the big word that I'm looking for? Obfuscating the, uh, the number so that if that merchant ends up getting a data breach, there is no real personal information lost on your behalf. Good word, Scott. <laughs> now, with these uh, digital advancements, uh, we're also seeing new methods of being able to secure your card and your purchases, like we talked about with that third-party aspect, but being able to um, manage your own cards in online or mobile applications. Uh, what, what type of features do we get to help prevent fraud or uh, identity theft, those type of items uh, in the mobile world? Yeah, uh, we offer fraud text alerts at HAPO where you can sign up to um, get notifications. If our card processor feels like this is out of your everyday spend, um, previously they would just block your card. You would end up having to call into HAPO and say, I don't know why my card's not working oh, we think this is fraud. We've come such a long way where you can sign up for a text alert. We'll send you a text. Hey, is this you? It doesn't ask for any personal information. We will never ask for your social security number over text. (laughs) We'll never ask for that. Please don't provide it to anyone. Um, But they'll say, hey, Scott, did you go to Home Depot and spend $250? And you just reply yes or no. And at that point, if I reply no, it's going to be like, okay, well, this is obviously a bad transaction. Let's go ahead and put some security on this and prevent that that purchase from going through. But if I say yes, there's no impact to to me or my purchase. Everything goes through as expected. Absolutely. Um, You're not interrupted at the store. You can walk out with your merchandise and you don't have to spend the next 20 minutes on the phone with your bank trying to figure out 
why your card got declined. So our fraud text alerts are amazing. Uh, I recommend everyone sign up for that. We also offer um, different settings around your card where you can turn your card on off. You can flag your card for no international purchases or no gas station purchases. Definitely unique settings for every situation and everyone spends their money differently. So I'm assuming we could probably also set up notifications and alerts for say different uh, thresholds. Like I don't care if I spent $10, but if I spent $20, I want to know. Absolutely. And with turning the card on and off, uh, how instantaneous or how delayed is that type of response? Can I be like, I'm going to swipe this card. Hold on. Let me open up my app and turn the card back on, swipe it, and then immediately turn the card back off. Or is this going to be a, I know I'm going to the store. Let me turn, turn the card on before I leave the house so it's ready when I get to the checkout. Yeah, great question, Scott. It is absolutely immediate. Um, I don't recommend using it in that setting because <laughs> most often we are very busy people and we forget that we've turned our card off, get to buy our coffee, and our card's declined. And um, it's really embarrassing to call and say, why are you declining my card? Well, you have your card turned off. Um, so I, I definitely recommend it in more instances where maybe you've misplaced it, don't know where it is. Um, you're traveling, you're not taking that card with you, you're, you know, only taking a, your credit cards um, out of the country or something. But you definitely can use it in that setting. And it, it, it takes about two seconds for it to turn back on. So very instantaneous, if you want to be hyperactive with turning the card on and off and making sure that it's only available for use for the five seconds that it takes to actually swipe it if that uh, at the point of sale. Yeah. Uh, so We've, we've talked a bit about um, different types of cards and the travel and whatnot. For those people out there that don't have a card and maybe want to get into one, what are some of the best ways uh, that they can go about getting into a card? You always see different promotions and introductory rates and other random items like that. What's the best way that you would suggest for listeners to go about finding themselves their first or their next card? Yeah, those are great questions, and, and thank you for bringing up the intro rates because we'll definitely touch on that. Um, we offer some options to apply for a brand-new card. So you can apply online um, at apo.org. You can call any of our financial institutions. Um, you can come in to any of our locations and apply for a card. Uh, we do instant issue all of our debit and credit cards same day, so you can walk out with a card in 20 minutes. Um, I think the great thing about getting our new cards is that they all have introductory rates for the first six months. So anytime that you are looking to make purchases at a lower rate, getting this new card is beneficial to you because our intro rate is $4.99, and that will be good on all purchases for six months. Uh, it does not apply to balance transfers or cash advances, but if you have a balance maybe elsewhere, this is also a good time to get a new card. You can move your balance over during a balance transfer promotion, or even if we're not having a promotion with an intro rate, we do have some of the lowest rates around. So you can bring a balance over, try to reduce your payments. So 
explain a little bit more in detail about what a balanced transfer is. Obviously, from the gist in the name and what you'd mentioned, say I have a balance on a different credit card. Is it just on credit cards or is it on other other potential balances uh, out there? Yeah, we typically see it on credit cards. We do offer balance transfers on, on other items. Um, basically, it's anywhere that you have debt. You can bring over that debt to pay uh, or to put onto your credit card um, at the low interest rate that we're offering. So I don't recommend it if maybe you have a car loan somewhere that you're paying 2.99%. Um, it, it wouldn't make sense to do that. So you really want to be looking at what interest rates you're paying, um, what's being offered at the time, and, and making that switch. But you, you kind of explained it perfectly there. You're bringing over debt um, to this card and being able to kind of consolidate that, make that one payment, helping your budget, reducing um, the interest rate so you can reduce your monthly payment. Yeah, go down from that higher, say you had a different card that, went from a nice intro rate up to like say a 16% or getting it transferred down to uh, just to use the the number that you threw out the intro rate of say 499, which is going to be a massive decrease in the interest that's going to be charged on any balance that you're carrying, which obviously you have one in this moment. Um, and then being able to pay that down with that new interest rate over time. Just a smart money move as far as being able to handle the amount of debt that you've accumulated um, with just an easier, lower payment or make the exact same payment that you were making before and just cut it down that much quicker, taking off the principal because you're not taking as much interest on. Absolutely. I think, too, uh, it's important for our membership to know that if you're looking at a 0% balance transfer um, rate over the life of the balance that you're transferring, that you also look at if they're charging a fee because 0% is not really 0% if you're you're paying a 3% fee. Yeah, that's absolutely the case because it's not just the interest rate that we pay. Certain cards have annual fees or um, fees just to get opened um, how, how do those differ across the board? Are, do, you find, yeah. do you find cards that have one or the other, that have both? Uh, definitely. You certainly want to do your homework, and we have a lot of information on our website, and we have a knowledgeable staff throughout our credit union um, about our cards, but how about it doesn't charge any annual fee? We don't charge a balance transfer fee. Um, there are other cards in the industry that charge fees um, and maybe they offer something different. I know there's a American Express card that charges a, a large annual fee, but they also offer maybe say a companion airfare certificate or something. So you want to look at whether or not the fee is worth uh, what you're getting. If it's in a companion airfare type situation, if you can get a, a discount on a flight, especially nowadays, uh, that's going to eclipse the cost of that annual membership fee and you use it regularly, then you're probably coming out ahead. But if you forget to fly somewhere because, I don't know, the world was on lockdown, <laughs> uh, maybe that fee isn't necessarily going to be in your best interest anymore. Absolutely. All right. Do you have any other random information that you want to share with the listeners today? Well, I think that really everyone should have a credit card, even if you don't use it every day. You have it for backup, for emergencies. 
building credit should not be scary. Uh, it, it is vital to making sure that you have a good credit score, having that mix of credit, and making sure that you're proactive about looking at your balance to your limit ratio. Um, I think that just makes good financial sense. It does. Thank you for joining us today on Dollars and Cents, Hapo Community Credit Union's Financial Literacy Podcast. Thank, Thank you very you, much. Scott. Have a great day.